Welcome to the KICC Malawi podcast. We pray that you will be encouraged with the message today. Be glad in it. Hallelujah. This morning, I'd like to firstly thank the church, uh, particularly the leadership, for giving me this opportunity to stand and minister again. I do not take it lightly. It is an honor. Today, I'd like us to encourage each other as I share on the topic, God's covering. God's covering. Hallelujah. We are going to uh, look at a few things. We are going to look at how uh, we can define God's covering, and then we are going to look at what goes into or the cover of God. Hallelujah. Uh, I think most of us in this place, uh, those of us that own property, uh, and most of us that really, really are very much concerned about uh, the future of our families uh, in times of eventualities and all that, you would agree with me that uh, we have gone into uh, insurance policy uh, covers of different forms. There's a lot of us that have insured our cars. There's a lot of us that have insured our houses, our businesses, our property. Some go to the extent of insuring even their household items at furniture and everything else. Actually, I've seen people insuring jewelry, the precious jewelry that they have. We go through all that because we, as human beings, we always want and we need some form of covering, some form of protection in every way possible. And when the insurance uh, policy marketers come to us, they have their language that they use to, conf- to convince us to uh, buy their policies and everything. And there's a lot of them that I've turned, I've turned away. I'm like, okay, I, I think I've, 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 I've heard enough of this. Uh, but they keep coming. Uh, they keep coming and they, 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 they bring you packages that would actually uh, uh, easily win your heart and you go like, okay, I think I need this. And surely we need insurance policies in life for as long as we're living on this planet Earth. Amen? And when they come to you, they would assure you and they would convince you that uh, the, the policies they're selling are good uh, for the protection of your family. They will tell you the insurance will ensure you that your, your family is cared for in eventualities and everything else. Uh, you, are, you are assured your family is not going to suffer financial hardships if anything happens and all that. And that's why we go into uh, these policies. It reduces stress. They'll tell you it will reduce stress. You sleep peacefully at night knowing that you're fully covered 
Those of us who are on uh, medical schemes, medical insurance cover, something happens, you're assured. I don't have to stress about hospital bills. Uh, if anything, I'll stress less because I'm not going to have to pay more of cash because my insurance is covering everything. You are assured of that and there's, there's no stress. Amen. Unforeseen circumstances when they happen, death happens, it's inevitable, death happens, you're assured that if you have funeral policy covers, you are assured that we are not going to stress. Amen. And these are the products that they come to sell us. They are good products. Amen. And others would go into the policies for the sake of leaving a legacy. When we go, people should say, there goes a very good man who leaves an inheritance for his children's children, as the scripture says. Amen. It's not bad. It's very good. It's scriptural, actually, to leave an inheritance for your children's children. Amen. But as much as this is all good in this world we're living in, you'll notice that there are people who have all these policies we are talking about, who, have, who are covered in every way possible, but they still fail to sleep peacefully at night. Amen. There are people who have gone into these policies, who have, who have covered themselves under insurance policies, all the policies we can talk about, but they are still living a life that has got no peace, a life that knows no peace. Hallelujah. And the reason, there's a reason why that is happening. Amen. And we'll talk about that. Let's open our Bibles in the book of Genesis chapter 3, verse 21 to 23. And then we are going to read Psalm 91. At times we feel we are covered when we are exposed. Genesis chapter 3, verse 21 to 23, the Bible says, Also for Adam and his wife, the Lord made tunics of skin and clothed them. Then the Lord God said, Behold, the man has become like one of us, to know good and evil, and now let's Lest he, let's, lest he put out his hand and take also of the tree of life and eat and live forever. Therefore, the Lord God sent him out of the garden of Eden till the ground, to till the ground from which he was taken. Amen. Let's read Psalm 91. Psalm 91, we'll read from verse number 1 through to 
verse number 16. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress. My God in him I will trust. Surely he shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the perilous pestilence. He shall cover you with his feathers and under his wings you shall take refuge. His truth shall be your shield and buckler. You shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor of the arrow that flies by day, nor of the pestilence that walks in darkness, nor of the destruction that lays waste at noonday. Uh, a thousand may fall at your side, and ten thousand at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. Only with your eyes shall you look and see the reward of the wicked. Because you have made the Lord who is my refuge, you have made the Lord who is my refuge, even the most high, your dwelling place. No evil shall befall you, nor shall any plague come near your dwelling, for he shall give you his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. In their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone you shall trade upon lion the lion and the cobra the young lion and the serpent you shall trample underfoot because he has set his love upon me therefore i will deliver him i will set him on high because he has known my name he shall call upon me and i will answer him i will be with him in trouble i will deliver him and and honor him with long life i will satisfy him and show him my salvation hallelujah let us pray father in jesus name we thank you you're the only one who speaks your word and father we would like to hear your word this morning speak to us in the name of jesus christ we have prayed amen hallelujah we have started deliberately with the book of genesis because I want to look at two scenarios of God's covering. And the first scenario, we'll take it from the book of Genesis. And then we'll jump onto the second scenario uh, that is being taken from the book of Psalm 91, among other numerous books that have talked about the covering of God. Hallelujah. So, the the verses we have read on Genesis chapter 21, uh, chapter 3, verse 21 to 23, we are looking at a time when Adam and Eve did what they were not supposed to do. They disobeyed God. They did not listen to the word of God and they did not live by the instructions of God. And God comes, he finds them. Uh, at a place that they were not supposed to be found. And uh, I think we all know what happens. God is asking them questions. Uh, they are ashamed of themselves and all that. And they tell God, we saw that we were naked and we were ashamed. And God is like, how, how come? Who told you? Who told you you're naked? But they found themselves that they were naked and they were ashamed. Amen. And then God, what, what does God do when uh, he sees that they have turned away from what 
he had instructed them to be and they have followed the voice of the enemy and they have found themselves naked and the bible says and also for adam and eve the lord god made tunics of skin and clothed them amen you see clearly as human beings we were created to be covered by god amen and that's why Adam and Eve were comfortably living in the Garden of Eden before they sinned against the Lord. They did not see anything wrong with the way God had created them and placed them in the Garden of Eden. Because the way they were at this time when God found them was exactly the same way God had put them in the Garden of Eden. The only thing that changed was that they disobeyed the word of God. And when they disobeyed the word of God, what happened thereafter is that the shame of disobeying the word of God came upon them. And they felt like now we are exposed. Everyone knows what we have done. Everyone knows that what we have done is not what we were supposed to do. And they felt, they felt very exposed. They felt very naked. Amen. Because they had disobeyed the word of God. But the truth is, God had put everything in place for them to feel well covered. For them to feel not exposed. Amen. We've been in situations where you've made decisions. Or I should say we have made decisions because I've also been there. We've made decisions that when we look back and we reflect, we are like, okay, I think now I'm, I'm laying bare. Amen? When you're walking, you feel like everyone is talking. Actually, you were, you were by yourself where you were making those decisions. No one knows the decisions you've made. But because... You have done something that you were not supposed to do. And when you're walking, you feel like every... Uh, it looks like everyone knows what I have done. Last time when I was sharing, I was saying there are times when you're walking and you see people chatting, you feel like they're talking about you because of what you've done in hidden places. Amen. And it is because of the spirit of God that keeps convicting you. You're like, oh God, what have I done? At times you may not feel like everyone knows, but you are like, okay, what if they know? At that moment, you feel very exposed. This is exactly the feeling that Adam and Eve had. To the point that they were like, God, we, we, are, we are naked. We are here, but we are naked. Amen. When we when we were kids, uh, naughty and stuff and all that, uh, stealing change from uh, the money that was meant uh, uh, for the home and stuff and all that. Okay, uh, when we when we did that. 
because of the conscious, uh, we would actually make sure that we are paying an attentive ear to whatever the parents or the elders in the house are discussing uh, just to make sure that if they touch on the issue of the missing money, we know how to begin to defend ourselves. I, I, I think a, 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 lot, a lot most of you have, have been in such situations. And, and that happens because you feel, hey, if someone discovers this, or you feel like it could be someone has discovered and they know it's me who has done it. And you feel very exposed at that point. Amen. But the original design of God was that we always feel covered under his covering. Amen. And that's why when Adam and Eve felt that we are naked, they felt exposed because God still had them on his heart. Still had love for them. His love was still so much for them. What did he do? He said, look, you feel uncovered, but here, I'm covering you again. Hallelujah. In his mercifulness, he still felt the need to keep them under his covering. And that's when he killed an animal, made clothing from the animal skin, and gave them to cover themselves. Okay, now because you feel exposed, at least this is going to help you. Amen. You see, being uncovered can be a very unpleasant experience. Amen. Uh, there's a there's a story that was going around social media uh, a few weeks ago uh, of a traditional leader who ordered a woman to be stripped naked in front of uh, children and other members of the community. It was uh, uh, when I was reading that story. It was it was a traumatic, a traumatic kind of experience for this woman. Yes, she has done wrong, but she did not deserve that humiliation in public. Why? Because it will for sure leave her haunted for the rest of her life. She's living in that community and children in that community as young as nine, as young as ten, have seen her nakedness. They have seen her shame. How is she going to live for the rest of her life? That's what being uncovered makes you feel like. When you're walking, you feel like everyone is talking about your shame. It's not a pleasant experience. That's why Adam and Eve went into hiding. Amen. When you, when you make decisions... That are not in line with your moral conscience. That are not in line with the word of God. That are not in line with what you are supposed to stand for. That's exactly what happens. This unpleasant experience is what you have at that moment. 
like I said, you begin to feel like everyone, I, I think everyone is talking about me right now. Everyone knows what I have exactly done right now. Adam and Eve felt exposed. Imagine the roof of your house as the way it's raining right now. And we have, I think, uh, I think there's uh, now a tropical storm Gombe happening uh, in the southern region. Uh, uh, and, and I think Choro and other districts are the worst exposed right now. And most likely when these uh, tropical storms happen, uh, they're blowing off the roofs of houses. They're actually at times are even washing away homes. And everything that our brothers and sisters have had in their houses, well covered, well secured, is exposed. Amen. And they're left destitute. Being uncovered is not a pleasant experience at all. If this roof blows away, we are exposed to so many things. We're exposed to heavy rains. We're exposed to the effects of the rains. We're exposed to the effects of too much sunlight, sunshine, the heat, and everything else. We're exposed to those that go around uh, keeping what doesn't belong to them. Amen. We're exposed to so many things. And that is exactly what happens to a life that has God, the covering of God, removed. We are exposed to so many things. We become vulnerable. Hallelujah. Your spirit and everything about you feels exposed. It feels being at a place that has got no protection. It feels being at a place that, 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 that renders you more vulnerable to so many things. Hallelujah. But the love of God ensures that even in those circumstances, even in those moments, we feel that he is still a loving God. Amen. You see, just like he shed the blood of an animal to make sure that Adam and Eve are covered in their nakedness after they had made wrong decisions. The Bible says, in the book of Romans chapter 5, verse 6 to 11. I think let's read that verse. Romans chapter 5, verse 6 to 11. The Bible says, For when we were still without strength in due time Christ died for ungodly. Who is this ungodly person? This ungodly person is a person who in the first place has got no life. Amen. Because before you become a Christian, before you come to Christ, you have no life. 
Amen? And there's nothing that you bring to the table in terms of salvation. There's nothing that you contribute to salvation apart from your dead body. Amen? Or apart from your dead spirit. And in that moment, the Bible says, in that moment of our death of the spirit, the Bible says, for when we were still without strength, because a dead, a dead, a dead person has no strength. A dead person is very, is, is a dead person. So in that moment when our spirits had no strength, Christ died for ungodly. For scarcely, for a righteous man will one die. Yet perhaps for a good man, someone would even dare to die because there's nothing to die for. There's nothing to die about. But for the ungodly man, the one that had no strength, in the moments when Adam and Eve felt very exposed, in the moments when Adam and Eve felt very weak, in the moments when Adam and Eve felt panopo data, God says, my love for you is still active. He's still living. And then he goes ahead, sacrifices an animal and cover their shame. Amen. He continues to say, but God demonstrated his own love towards us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Much more having now been justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. For if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his son, much more having been reconciled, we will be saved by his life. And now, not only that, but we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received our reconciliation. Hallelujah. There are moments we feel like now I am done and God's love has departed from me because we have found ourselves in compromising situations, in compromising positions. But truth be told, God's love for you is everlasting. He says his mercy endures forever. Amen. Because the only thing that God wants for you and I is that we do not perish in the end. The only thing that God wants for you and I is that we have everlasting life in the end. And he would not allow us to stay down when we have tripped. He will not allow us to allow the shame of sin take the whole of us or take a better part of us. That's not what God will allow. He will always find a way of bringing us back and making sure we are covered. We don't feel the shame of our misdeeds anymore. Hallelujah. Every time we choose to disobey God, like I said, it leaves us humiliated. It leaves us heartbroken. It leaves us ashamed. That's why when David had sinned against God, when he slept 
with uh, uh, the, the, the wife of Uriah the Hittite. And then he's confronted by the prophet of God. What does he do? He comes before God with a broken heart and with a contrite spirit. Amen. He runs back to God because he knows that's where he can have his shame covered. Because the sin he had committed, not only had he committed against God, but he was facing shame and humiliation even from the people that he was leading at that point. But because he knew that it is only from God that I can get back myself undercover, that I can get this shame covered and, 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 and taken away for good, he turned away to God. Amen. The choices that we make oftentimes just like the choices that Adam and Eve made uh, at that time. They resulted them hiding from the face of God. The choices we make at times, they get us into hiding from the face of God. They get us into a disconnect with God. And there are questions that we begin to ask ourselves. There are questions that people begin to ask that we have no answers to. Hallelujah. But the amazing love of God still comes back and covers us. Hallelujah. God covers us from humiliation of sin. Amen. He covers us from the shame of sin. And this is the package that comes with the covering of gold that he has promised to his children. For the reason that he made his son to come and die for the sinner, he would not let that death go in vain. And when you go off track, like I said last time when I was sharing, you go off track, he will always call you back and you always say, come back, my child. And when you come back, he would always want you not to feel ashamed. That's why he is saying, if you are in Christ, behold, all things become new and old things are passed away. And the expectation there is that we have to realize that because the old things have passed away, this is not the path that I have to walk anymore. This is the path that I have to walk in. And in the path that we are walking in at that point when we have Christ in us is the path that has got full covering of God. God would not want to let his children feel ashamed in this world of wickedness. He will always cover us from that. Amen. And I was talking about God covering us from humiliation. The humili we face all sorts of humiliation as children of God in this world, on this earth. Hallelujah. 1 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 27 to 29. Verse 27 to 29. The Bible says, 
But God has chosen the foolish things of the world to put to shame the wise and God has chosen the weak things of the world to put to shame the things which are mighty. And the base and the base things of the world and the things of which are despised God has chosen and the things which are not to bring to nothing the things that are. That no flesh should glory in his presence. Hallelujah. If there is one thing that the enemy has always wanted to achieve against the children of God is to bling shame and humiliation unto the children of God through, th through failure and other things. Amen. You see, the world in this life we're living in, the world would deliberately push us off the cliff. And then when we are going down, they stand aside and begin to celebrate and begin to laugh and begin to rejoice because a child of God is going down. Do you know, if, if, if you look at the scandals that happen in this country, let's, let's look at this country alone. It's a small country. But it ha there are so many scandals that happen in this country. I think people have even said, uh, I think jokingly, that if there's a chance for all of us to go to heaven, I think we should sit in one corner uh, because there's so much uh, that happens in Malawi that we would want uh, to, to talk about. Okay? But if, if, you, if, you look at, if you look at the things that happen in this, in this country alone, let's not talk about the world. So many scandals. Okay? But the scandals... That get most of the limelight are the scandals that happen among the children of God. And do you know the reason? It's because the devil is not happy with how the children of God live righteously. Amen. He would always want to see you and I trip and remain down when we have fallen. There are snares that are set against children of God day in, day out. And that's one weapon that the enemy would want to use to destroy the children of God. How many times in your workplaces have you been framed for things that you don't know about, but just because somebody doesn't like you? Because you're standing for the truth in your society. People begin to frame all sorts of things against you. People begin to plot all sorts of things against you. And the reason is the enemy wants to get you at a point of humiliation because you are a child of God. Hallelujah. There are moments the enemy has tempted you with clear temptations. Temptations that at times if you're weak, you cannot resist. And the reason is, in the end, the enemy wants to humiliate you. Because in the end, when you fall for the temptation and you go for it, something happens. Everyone will begin to stand and say, yeah, we knew it. They say, God, God. They say, Jesus, Jesus. But we knew they didn't mean it. Amen. But it's the plot of the enemy because he wants to humiliate you in the end because that's what he wants to use to destroy the children of God. Amen. Failure. 
Failure is another thing that the enemy wants to use to humiliate us. You know, when a child of God fails, let's talk about in class in, at school. When someone who is a, 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 a Christian and they are serious with their Christianity, I think when we were in school in secondary school, what they used to tell us was make sure that you're excelling academically because it brings embarrassment to the body of Christ if you don't succeed. And they were not just saying it because they had seen it and we had seen it. We have seen it. It brings embarrassment. What they say is, you're always busy with these things of God. And you're not concentrating on what you came here for. And the shame is real. Amen? And eventually it begins to discourage others from being serious with God. Amen? But that's a weapon that the enemy uses. Alright? Let's, let's move from there. Let's talk about the seriousness of God itself. The seriousness with God itself. We have seen people being mocked for being serious with God. They haven't done anything wrong. They haven't done anything wrong. But because they are being serious with God. And people stand and begin to mock them. Some you're not living, you're not living a life. You're not living a life. You're being serious with God, too serious with God. There's another side of the life. People have been mocked. People have been people actually people have been chased in their homes. Amen. I know of people that were living with their parents. They started, they started like being serious with God whilst they're living with their parents. And the parents are not approving of them being Christians. Are not approving of them being involved in ministry seriously. They are not approving of them being involved with God seriously. They are chased out of their homes by their own parents. Because they are being serious with God. But what, what does God do? What God does is exactly what he's saying in 1 Corinthians chapter 1. Amen. He chooses the foolish of the world to put to shame the wise. And he has chosen the weak things of the world to put to shame the things that are mighty. When you feel you are Weak. When you feel the world is, is, is bringing you to ridicule. When you feel the world is not appreciating you enough. Know that God has chosen that weakest of the world. God has chosen that foolish thing of the world to put to shame the wise of the world. Hallelujah. It is because God knows that the enemy would want to use failure. The enemy would want to use uh, humiliation 
to bring down the children of God. And what does God do? He provides covering through wisdom in the children of God. The same children of God that are despised in the world. The same children of God that are being despised in their workplaces. The same children of God that are being despised in their communities. The same children of God that are being despised in their businesses. God makes them wise. So that they can bring they can, they, they can bring sanity into their society. Amen. The foolish of the world, God uses them. To put to shame those that think they are wise. Amen. And God... The second aspect of covering that God has provided to his children is what we have read in Psalm number 91. God covers his children from harm. All right? We have talked about the covering of God from the shame of sin. And God covers his children from harm. Amen. The same way we cover our, we, we, we get ourselves covered under insurance policies, looking at eventualities, fire, accidents, and everything else and all that. God covers his children from all sorts of harm that we can name in this world. Hallelujah. If you go on verse number one that we have read on Psalm 91, the Bible says, He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Amen? He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Now, if you look at uh, these two words, the, the, the word secret, secret place. If you go into uh, the original Hebrew word of this word, basically it simply means a cover. Amen? Or it means a covering or a protection. Now, he who dwells in the protection of the Most High, he who dwells under the cover or under the covering of the Most High, shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. And the word shadow here means a shed. Amen. So what is God doing here? He is providing a shed. He is providing a, 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 a covering for you under his shed. Amen. And if you're covered under his shed, this is the God who created everything and he says the earth and all that is in it is his. Last time Pastor McDuff I think was sharing he said he, 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 makes, he read a scripture that says God takes the earth as his footstool. Amen. And then the Bible says he who dwells he who dwells under the cover of this God who is so big, who is so powerful, who takes the eighth as his footstool, shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Hallelujah. Sister Yami, I think about a week ago, 
said something when she was sharing. She said, God is not busy plotting our downfall. Amen? An extension to that would say, God is actually busy covering us from the downfall that the world is creating against us. And that's why he says, if we dwell under the secret place of the Most High, if we dwell under him, we are under his covering. Now, what happens when you are under his covering? It means you can never be afraid. Because you have a constant understanding that the Spirit of God is hovering over you. And when the Spirit of God is hovering over you, there's nothing that can come to attack you. Hallelujah. That's the second kind of cover that God would provide to his children. Amen. If you understand that I am dwelling in the secret places of the Most High, I am dwelling in the covering of the Most High, and I am abiding under the shadow of the Almighty, you are not afraid because God is covering you through and through. Amen? Verse number four of the psalm that we have read, it talks about God covering us under his feathers. If you've, if you've looked at a hen that has just hatched eggs and it's got uh, chicks around her, if you try to approach such a hen, you know what exactly happens. It becomes so aggressive. It becomes so attacking. And as it does that, what does it do? It, it gets all the chicks under the wings. Amen. That's exactly what God does. Hallelujah. Verse number 4 of Psalm 91 that we have read. The Bible says, He shall cover you with his feathers and under his wings you shall take refuge. His truth shall be your shield and buckler. He is covering his children under his feathers, just like a hen does to the children. And when he does that, he's not stopping there. Actually, he's charging against those that are plotting against you. Hallelujah. Because he promised to cover you under his feathers. Amen. When your enemies are charging against you as a child of God, you are not supposed to be afraid because you have the covering of God. He comes and keeps you under his feathers, under his wings. He spreads his wings. Now, if, 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 if he takes the earth as his footstool, now imagine how big the wings could be. Imagine how big the wings could be. Imagine how protective the wings could be. Hallelujah. That's the covering that God gives to us, his children. 
If you go down on verse on the same verse number 4b he says his truth shall be your shield and buckler he provides as he covers us he covers us with and in his truth Hallelujah The world I said the world can frame all sorts of things against the children of God But because God is covering us with his truth He looks down and begins to laugh and he says, "Wait a minute. There's a moment of truth that's coming in your life." You could be struggling with accusations, accused of things that you don't know about, accused of things that you have no idea about. There's a time when the truth of God shall come to cover you. And it always does. It comes, it covers you as a child of God. Hallelujah. Because that's the promise he has made. He says in his truth shall be your shield. There are moments you stand and everything you say pastor was saying the other day there are moments you stand and when you speak they take it against you. When you don't speak they use it against you as well. And these are the moments these are the moments that only the truth of God becomes your shield. This is the covering that we have as children of God. He provides his truth to cover us. Amen. God also provides protection and covering from fear of uncertainties fear of terrors fear of schemes of the enemy verse number 5 and 6 of psalm 91 the bible says you shall not be afraid of the terror by night it doesn't say the terror shall not come no the terror that comes by night will come but you will not be afraid and why are you not going to be afraid you will not be afraid because you know already he has said he's covering you under his wings why should you be afraid hallelujah he's covering us from the fear of uncertainty from the fear of the terror that strikes from the fear of the arrow that comes by day amen That's why you will notice at times you 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 can be amazed to see uh children of God that live by faith when the world is afraid and complaining of all these terrors and everything else and all that children of God are not shaken If you are a child of God and you understand the provisions of covering that are in the packages that God provide in his covering you are not afraid Amen. There have been moments I think you agree with me. Some of you have have been very uncertain of what happens tomorrow about a situation in your life and you don't know what to do about it. You have no idea what to do about it, but you decide to dwell on the word of God and you decide to say, you know what? I'll take God as my shield for this situation. and things turn out to be very good in your favor in the end it's because he doesn't want us to be afraid he says fear not for i am with you be not dismayed for i am your god i will strengthen you 
I will help you. I will hold you by my right righteous hand. Hallelujah. That's the covering that as children of God we enjoy when we believe and understand the word of God. When we believe and understand the provisions of covering that are there in the word of God. Hallelujah. His, God has saved us from evil several times. Amen. Verse number 9 says, Because you have made the Lord God, who is my refuge, even the most high, you, your dwelling place, no evil shall befall you. Amen. Nor shall any plague come near your dwelling place. Hallelujah. There are moments you wonder why you've been saved from fatal situations. You wonder how you have come out from certain fatal situations. Most of us have come out alive from accidents that when you look at what happened and you're like, how did this person come out alive? Because you are under the covering of God. And it is only when you understand that you are under the covering of God that you begin to appreciate how much love God has for you as his child. Amen. When you only equate the situations you have been through to the covering of God, you understand how much love God has for you as his child. Amen. It says, no evil shall befall you. Nor any plague come near your dwelling place. Your homes are covered. Your children are covered from evil. Because if it says it shall not come near you, it means everything that is connected to you. You, your children, your property, everything that is, not, that is connected to you. God provides that covering from evil. Amen. And God will always also protect us when we are trading upon danger. Amen. When we are trading on danger. He says on verse number 13, you shall trade upon the lion and the cobra. The young lion and the serpent you shall trample under foot. But here we need to be very careful. Because what God is saying here is not that we go and start things deliberately and say we have the covering of God. Uh -uh. In that moment, you're on, on, you're on your own. God is not, in that moment, I think God is not a part of that. Amen? But what I'm trying to say is, we live, as we live in this world, God knows that the evil that is in this world, at some point, we shall come face to face with it. Amen? At some point, we shall set our foot on places that are dangerous. 
At some point, we shall find ourselves in situations that are dangerous. In those moments, God is saying, you shall trade upon the lion and the cobra. And the young lion and the serpent, you shall trample under foot. Amen. In those moments when you don't know that where you are setting your foot on is a dangerous place. God provides covering for you. And you just realize, hey, I stepped on a snake when you're coming out of the place. And you begin to thank God. You say, thank you, God. Because he is providing covering for you when you are walking on dangerous places. Hallelujah. You, 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 go, you go into situations that you don't... There, there are people actually that will coax you into situations. There are people that will coax you into business deals that you think they look so beautiful. They look so attractive. And you go into those business deals. And what happens thereafter? You're like, oh God, why did I find myself in this place? God provides his covering for you in such moments. And you come out alive. Because what he wants is to protect you from every danger that you face. Amen. And some of these people are people that are so close to you. That would plot this danger against you. Some of these people are people that you trust so much that would plot this danger against you. But God said, no. You are my child because you have chosen me as your dwelling place. You would you trade upon this lion. You trade upon this cobra. And on this, and this, this young lion, this young snake, you can trample under foot. And you not be harmed. Amen. But like I said, don't go deliberately. Mkumaga ishosha. Kunena godi, ambuya godi, ambuya godi, I have his covering. You go there on your own. And when you come out bruised, who say, God be with you, brother. God be with you, sister. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. And God covers you in battle. Amen. God fights our battles. And when there's a battle happening, there are casualties. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's look at Let's look at what ha what's happening in Ukraine and Russia and all that. Okay, in the first place, I think there was they were saying no, we are, we are not going to target uh, civilians, no residential places and all that and everything else. But I think a few days down the line, they started bombing residential areas and everything else, and civilians were affected. So many casualties and all that. All right, in every battle that we fight, even the spiritual battles that we fight, they are most likely to be casualties. But God covers us in those battles. Hallelujah. Do you remember how God covered the children of Israel in Exodus chapter 12, verse 21 to 27? When God was fighting their battle against, uh, against the Egyptians, what did he do? Exodus chapter 12, verse 21. Let's quickly go to that uh, chapter.
Exodus chapter 12 verse 21. The Bible says, Then Moses called for all the elders of Israel and said to them, Pick out and take lambs for yourselves according to your families and kill the Passover lamb. And you shall take a bunch of hyssop, dip it in the blood that is in the basin, and strike the lintel and the two doorposts with the blood that is in the basin. And none of you shall go out of the door of his house until morning. For the Lord will pass through to strike the Egyptians. And when he sees the blood on the lintel and on the two doorposts, the Lord will pass over the door and not allow the destroyer to come into your houses to strike you. Amen. This is the covering that God gave to the children of Israel when they were preparing to flee Egypt. Now God wants to strike with an angel of death to the firstborn children. And these children of Israel are living in Egypt. And as God wants to strike, he says, for, for, for you to be protected, what you need to do is kill a lamb. Kill a lamb and put the blood on the doorposts. So that when the angel of death comes, he will pass over. It will not affect you. Amen. In every battles that we are fighting against the enemy, in every battle that God is fighting for us against the enemy, he provides a covering for you and everything that is connected to you because you have believed in him. And you are not affected with the devastating effects of that battle you're fighting. Hallelujah. This is the provision that God provides to his children. Amen. Now, just as there is a cost to the insurance covers that we uh, get ourselves into and everything else and all that, there's also a price that has to be paid for all these coverings that God provides for his children. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But the good news is Jesus Christ paid that price for you on the cross of Calvary. He paid that price when he died on the cross of Calvary and shed his blood. He was the sacrificial lamb that died on the cross of Calvary so that we are covered. Our shame of sin is covered. That we are covered from all the terror. That we are covered from the, all the humiliation. That we are covered from all the evil that is in this world. Jesus paid that price. Just like God killed an animal in the book of Genesis to cover the shame of Adam and Eve. Jesus Christ came to die for our sins. To, to, he shed his blood so that we are covered from the shame of sin. Hallelujah. All we need to do is to know how. And when to begin to walk this promise of God. Because all has been already provided for. Amen.
The challenge is that there are times we tend to forsake these promises of God and we begin to think that we can begin to manage life on our own. We begin to think that we can begin to protect ourselves on our own. We begin to think that God is not doing enough. We can do it on our own. But if we forsake the promises of God that are provided for in the scripture, we'll labor in vain. If we want to fight these battles on our own, if we want to protect ourselves by ourselves, Amen. We only need to understand what provisions, are th- what provisions are there and then we begin to walk the word of God. We begin to walk the provisions of God. Amen. As I'm closing, I want us to share some things that we may need to consider if we are to walk in the full covering of God. Amen. Let's go back to Psalm number 91. From verse number 14. Because he has set his love upon me, therefore I will deliver him. I will set him on high because he has known my name. He shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life I will satisfy and show him my salvation. The number one thing that we need to do is to set our love upon God. Amen. If you set your love upon God, if you say, God, nothing else but you, I love you, and it's you I live for. We are assured of the covering of God. Amen. If you have not received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, truth is, you're surely living outside this covering of God. You're surely exposed. And what you need to do is to realize, to come to the realization that Jesus Christ died so that he can cover us from the shame of sin. And you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior and you allow him to begin to rule your life. You allow him to begin to cover you in every area of your life. That moment, you begin to live a life that is fully covered. You begin to to live a life that is not ashamed of anything in this world anymore. Because you're living a life that has been covered from the shame of sin. Amen. And for those who are in Christ already, but we we have been trapped in a world of temptations, we've been trapped in, 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 in decisions and situations that are compromising to our Christian faith. It is time to get back on your feet. It is time to realize that it is God, only God, whom we live for. Hallelujah. It is time for you to realize that it's time for me to go back to my father. Amen. And this happens after realizing that I'm not in the path that I am not. I am supposed to be. 
Hallelujah. And above all, if you are walking in Christ, you're walking in the Lord, make a decision not to disobey him. Make a decision to always live by his word. Hallelujah. The psalmist says, I have, I have hidden your word inside my heart so that I do not sin against you. Amen. Make a decision not to disobey God. Make a decision to live always by his word so that you continue on the path and you continue to enjoy this covering of the Lord. Because he says, if you put your love on me, amen, all these he has provided on Psalm 91 as covering for his children will be upon you. Hallelujah. Psalm 37 verse 25. The Bible says, I have never seen the righteous being what? Being forsaken. If you live a righteous life, God will never forsake you in every trouble, in any situation, in any circumstance that you're going through in life. He will provide this covering. Hallelujah. Let's make a decision to obey the word of God at all times. Let's make a decision to deliberately live in the love of God at all times. Let's make a decision to always demonstrate our love towards God at all times. Amen. Let us pray. Father, in Jesus' name, we want to thank you. We want to bless you because of your word. We want to glorify you because it is only you that speaks your word. And we want to thank you, Father, for speaking to us this morning. We pray in the name of Jesus that as we walk out of this slum, God, may you help us to set our love on you, O oh Lord. In the precious name of Jesus Christ, we have prayed. Amen. Hallelujah. May the Lord bless you and thank you very much uh, for uh, spending this time in the presence of God. Amen. May the Lord bless you and keep you. Our prayer is that God has spoken to your heart. Be blessed in this week.